All right, welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. I am here with Rick Sadres. Hello. And Jeffrey Tan. It's a pleasure as always. And we are here to break down Angel's performances from the last week and look ahead to what is going on over the next week. So this should be a lot of fun over the next hour. Um, as always, uh, you guys, we're going to jump right into some of the bad. Uh, let's talk about some of the bad that happened over the last week. Uh, we could probably start with trout injury. Usually we talk about bad stats, but <laughs> that is certainly a bad thing that happened. Yeah, and you know, we've been talking about this, but at first it was, oh, he's going to be fine for tomorrow. And then, oh, he's just going to sit out one game in Milwaukee and then uh, we'll figure it out in Chicago. And then it was, oh, he's not going to go to Chicago and he's going to be fine for Texas. And now it's, I don't know if he's going to play in Texas, but at least he's going to Texas. So I guess that's optimal at the moment. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I hope he plays in Texas. We just can't seem to get a real straight answer. But those injuries are also tricky, so that might be part of the problem. Well, we've gotten a lot of straight answers. We just keep getting uh, different ones every single time. (laughs) Those are crooked answers. (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's talk about some of the bad performances over the last week. Uh, I'm going to throw one out. You guys can jump in with some of them. Um, Our old friend Peter Borges had nine at-bats last week. He had an RBI, but zero hits. And zero walks. and Zero walks. How did he get his RBI? The sack fly yesterday. He hit the ball pretty well. Oh, yeah. It it was the, the really wild game, and I guess he managed to get an RBI as part of it, too. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Hey, but on the bright side, his strikeout rate was below 45%. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Four strikeouts. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point where Osmus is just writing in Fletcher and left, at least until Trout comes back and putting Goodwin in center. I think that's probably the best move while Trout is out. Even if... Goodwin's not hitting. Putting Borges in at this point at any position is frankly intolerable. I mean, it's it's it, you can't even stomach watching it right now. Who who would you what would you do if you didn't have Trout and had to put somebody out there? Anybody else. <laughs> anybody else. There's there are plenty of other people that can at least get on base. I mean, Zach Cozart of all people. He had a 273 on base percentage, which isn't good. He's, yeah, we'll talk <laughs> Well, no, actually, even higher. That was his average. We'll talk about him in the, well, either the meh or the good. Well, his his on base percentage was the same as his average. Okay. Yep. You are right. Uh, two seventy three on base and two seventy three. That was disgraceful. So oh my we'll, gosh. We'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, let's let's continue on with the bad from last week. Well, not only not just not just Borges's bat, but also his arm. That ninth inning, I I mean. If Baez is thrown out, then he would be crucified. But he wasn't because he probably knew about Borges. And even a solid throw, like you could have a bad arm, but a decent throw would have still got him at second. I just don't know why he threw it directly into the ground. Man, even 2012 Mike Trout would have thrown him out. That was just pathetic. (laughs) Before his arm got good. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to our friend Cole Calhoun. He had a pretty hot start at the beginning of the season, but the last two weeks have looked pretty ugly. What do you make of that? The only thing going for him right now is his walk rate. I mean, he's 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 getting pretty good with his eye, but 
as far as his swing, I mean, there, there, there's just not much to like there. And he did he did push some the other way that I saw, um, and he hit some that were pretty deep the other way. But I'm not sure if I mean, I, I you guys already know I don't have much hope for him, but we'll we'll just see how it progresses. And you're talking about his getting better with walks. He only had a 190 on base, so it's not like it was amazing. But a but a 14.3 percent walk rate is pretty solid. I mean, that's really good. But when you're only hitting 56, I mean, like... <laughs> I just realized he batted his jersey number. <laughs> <laughs> he also slugged his jersey number. That's not good. And it wasn't like he was striking out on everything. I mean, he didn't have a great strikeout rate, but his batting average on balls in play was 71. So he is just, as we expected, he's hitting into the shift when he pulls it. And when he goes the other way, it's a deep line drive, but it gets caught because... There's, they're not falling in. When you started saying the only thing he has going for him, I thought you were going to say the only thing he has going for him is that there are worse hitters on the team. But <laughs> if Cozart's quote-unquote resurgence, his one-game resurgence continues, and if Borges is benched, then Calhoun might be one of the biggest problems on the team once again. Yeah, you can't really say there's worse hitters plural on the team than him last week because there was only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else Who else do we got in that bad category? Taylor Ward had a first good plate appearance and then pretty much just struck out or flew out the rest of the way. I mean, wasn't anything impressive. It, it hasn't been, it wasn't exactly, I mean, it's only six plate appearances, so what are you going to do? But, of course, his defense still doesn't help either, um, but we expect that. We, we know he's just not a third baseman. Yeah, but he struck out four times in six plate appearances, right? Exactly. But he had a double. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's definitely not good. Is our, is our love affair with Brian Goodwin no, over? No, it's not over. He no? didn't have a he didn't have a great week. It was a it was a bad week, but it's not over. Okay. I said he was going to be batting 350 at the end of the week. He ended at 333. I was not that far off. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Goodwin his batting average for the season is 333 still. Goodwin batted. Yeah, I said he was still going to be above 350, but I was just off. Okay. I'm putting him in the bad last week, though. As far as Goodwin and Ward go, I think Goodwin's probably going to be around and starting for the foreseeable future. So we can hope that he picks it up. That's that's all we got to hope for. We got to hope that the beginning of the season wasn't a fluke. He can get those dinks through the shift or through the infield or whatever, and he can keep flaring those hits. For As for Ward... I think we can get Anderson back after the Texas series, I believe. Um, and Taylor Cole might also be available. So I don't expect that Ward will be around for much longer. And the other thing is, I mean, at least with Goodwin, at least he had like, he batted 250. Sure, it was all singles across 17 plate appearances. But I mean, that's still not, that's like a league average batting average. So I'm not that broken up about the week. I mean, you aren't going to have an extra base hit every single week unless you're Mike Trout. And so I'm I'm kind of indifferent to his slash line this week. It was it it was not good and it was not meh, but I'm not gonna say it was like terrible. And then we have Zach Cozart. We already talked about him a bit. I I'm actually gonna put him in the good. I think two seventy three is good for him. Is is that's a good batting average. I mean you wouldn't complain if somebody batted two seventy three on the year. Yeah, it's kind of debatable with him though, since as you know, um all of those hits were in one game. And so it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, a, it's kind of a struggle to say he was good on the week. 
I mean, for most of the week, he was absolutely awful, but I did give him credit as the Panther of the game in the last game because I think that without his singles, we probably lose that Cubs game. Yeah, so he earned us a win. That's worth something. So I have him in the Met personally, but... I, I can buy the Met. Uh, Kevin Smith only had three at-bats, but he did absolutely nothing with them unless you count as two strikeouts. So that was certainly not good. His defense so far has looked better than Luke Roy's, which is not saying much. But I mean, <laughs> he threw at least one runner out. I remember. Yeah, he has that. a one thousand percent, one thousand caught stealing percentage. So uh, <laughs> he is our uh, he's our arm of the future. The the thing was, he played in that game with the the Phil Cuzzy zone, the really bad yeah. zone, and <laughs> he, he did get a few strike calls against him that were not strikes even though that was happening the entire game, like, you know, he doesn't get to hit as much. It's disappointing that when he did get his at-bats, it was with that wide strike zone. And remember, he, he got thrown out of that game, actually. So he played one game in the week, right? And got thrown out of yeah, it. Yeah, and you know what? Just for that, I'm going to put him in the good because I liked seeing him get thrown out by Phil Cuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Like, he, he totally got ripped off on one of those plate appearances. And the other one, like, one pitch was in the strike zone, but he got out on zero and three. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in the good just because it was entertaining watching him get so angry. It was almost as entertaining as Schwarber getting thrown out. Oh, that was amazing, <laughs> the Schwarber one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have at least one more bad, maybe two, depending on which direction you want to go with these two guys. I'm not putting them in the bad. No, um, well, unless you talk about pitchers. Uh, Simmons, you're not going to put in the bat with the 227 average and zero walks. No, I'm not. And the reason is because he was actually, when he was, when he was actually falling in for hits, he was hitting doubles. As you can see from his slugging percentage of 455. Um, obviously I'm not a fan of his increased strikeout rate that we've been seeing lately, but I mean, he did come through in some crucial spots for us, hit some RBIs and I'm not going to put him in the bat this week. I'm going to say probably meh. Rick, Rick, let me jump in there really quickly. You mentioned that he hit a few doubles. Remember that one of those doubles was a chopper that went over the third base bag? Yes. And it really wasn't well hit at all. And the other one was the kind of grounder up in the same game was the grounder up the middle that he kind of hustled for a double. So it wasn't like he was making good contact. Those were kind of just your run-of-the-mill singles or even ground outs. Yeah, and I agree. But as far as just like... As far as just like traditional counting stats, though, I mean, he did come through in some big spots for us, so I'm not really like hating on him this past week. If he didn't come through with some of those like two out singles he had, um, we probably would be looking at a very different record right now. It's fair. Could be true. All right, let's talk about Albert Pujols. I think his numbers this last week are about what we're probably going to expect for the entire season. Uh, he hit two, f- which I'll definitely take from him. I mean, that's well, he, a huge improvement over what we see. Yeah, seen. he hit two fourteen with a two ninety four on base and a four twenty nine slugging. I don't. That's not great. I'd put it in the meh, but it's probably about what we're going to get this year. Yeah, I mean, he's just a meh player at this point. But I mean, as far as on, over the course of the season, I mean, we've seen a big increase in walk rate from him. Which, as you know, I'm not a big fan of him walking in the first place, but. At this point, we'll take whatever we can get, um, and so I'm I'm definitely on board with him getting on base more. However, he sees fit. He's not a he, he's 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 definitely a liability on the base paths. But um, 
it's not like watching you know Escobar. I mean, he's still a smart runner. He's just not fast. So, yeah, that's true. I, I was kind of impressed with Osmus when he had the bases loaded and brought Pujols in to pinch hit, and he ended up walking, walking in a Which run. surprised me a great deal. I mean, like I said, I mean, I love, I love seeing people get on base by any means necessary, and. I'll definitely take an RBI walk from both him and from Simmons. So, <laughs> right. Was it Simmons who also got the other RBI walk? I believe so. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. All right. We have some good batters, but we'll save those. We'll jump over to the pitchers and the bad from last week. Oh no, it was it wasn't Simmons. It was it was Calhoun. It was Calhoun. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, because because Pools was in the pitcher spot and Calhoun was leading off right after yep. that. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at some of the pitchers that didn't exactly perform uh, so well last week. There were just probably a few of them, uh, definitely a few of them. <laughs> we can start with Rick's favorite, Matt Harvey. Yes, the Dark Knight's ERA rises again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, somehow he made it through 4.1 innings, but he struggled. And it's not a good outing for him. Yeah, I mean, we expected it. It was the Brewers, and they just like absolutely uh, like dominated him. And one of the big things, though, that we saw in that was there weren't too many extra base hits, as many as we were expecting. For the most part, I mean, he was getting he was having some he was having some batting average on ball and play uh, luck against him. But it it still wasn't good. I mean, he's he's leaving so many things hanging in the middle of the strike zone, and I mean, you can try to blow pitches by them all day long, but eventually they're going to catch up to it. Yep. And I'm going to steal yeah. a little bit of the preview for next week. But he faces the Rangers, who he didn't do so well against last yeah. time. We'll cover that. And later. Uh, Brent, though, he did have a good piece recently on Matt Harvey, which I mean, it shows that there is still promise, which we saw in spring. And we saw him in his first start, but he's got to figure out how to be like a Rembrandt, as that commercial one said, uh, painting the corners. Because, I mean, we <laughs> saw pitch after pitch after pitch just left down the middle of the zone and good teams aren't going to miss those. <laughs> you don't want to paint the middle? No. <laughs> we're, we're trying to frame. That's okay, not We're not trying to color in. <laughs> 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 oh, I see. Maybe somebody should let him know. All right. <laughs> the really interesting thing is that unlike other pitchers, Harvey will probably have a decently long leash no matter how his results are, like at his contracts and at the fact that, you know, he does have a reputation in the past for being a good pitcher. I think he'll probably get at least 10 more starts regardless of the results uh, to see if he can duplicate something to see if he can even uh if we end up dropping out of the race becoming a trade chip so i do see him getting more starts and all we can hope at this point is that he turns it around he does have he does have the uh, fielding independent pitching to suggest that maybe he has more inside of him than we than we've seen lately um because i know his his fip is somewhere in the mid fives which is for the, for the past week, which is less than some of the other people are about to have in the bad category. But um, yeah, uh, we just need him to start. He's missing bats, but we need him to also be 
painting the corners because you can't just leave sliders hanging down the middle all day long. That's not going to be a recipe for success. No, it's not. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some of these other bad pitchers. Despite his, the, despite Harvey's 350 batting average against, there were three pitchers that had a worse batting average against. Uh, the worst of which was Luke Bard, who basically threw batting practice with a 1.286 slugging, three hits and 1.2 innings. It's pretty bad. He absolutely sucks. I don't even know why we have him. <laughs> both of the, both a uh, couple of hits were home runs, and you know, he is a low leverage guy. Hopefully, he could eat up some innings. But he's gone now in AAA, and there's a couple of guys who I'd rather see come back from AAA, Cole and Anderson, before he does. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully uh, Heaney gets back soon too. So we don't need the services of Bard again. Yeah, if Bard comes back before Anderson, I would be upset. <laughs> yeah, I, that's pretty hard to justify. Uh, and Andrew counts. Heaney, that might be a good time to do an update on him. You mentioned, uh, I was just checking, he played catch, uh, I think, last week, and he was supposed to throw off a mound soon, but he, he's not really that close yet. Yeah. Remember when it was all, oh, he's just going to start the season on the I.L.? I assumed he'd miss one start. Like, the way they phrase these injuries are really interesting because I think it's just, oh, it's just a minor thing, and then now what is it, week four? Yeah, that's exactly what they say. They said it with Trout, too. You know, it's, it's just we, we don't expect him to miss significant time, and significant, and not missing significant time means, like, two to three months. I don't really understand their, uh, their definitions of these terms, but um, – no, I, I don't think you guys are being very fair to Bard. I mean, like, spin rate is a huge indicator of success, you know. It's velocity. <laughs> it. It's it's velocity. <laughs> velocity and stop it. <laughs> All right. Others, yeah, others on the bad. The only game we lost this week was started by Tyler Skaggs. And that game was pretty much over after the first inning because of the pair of home runs he gave up. And that was that was kind of a heartache for me because I thought that was when we had the best chance of winning. Um, I, I definitely know that uh, Cole Hamels is a problem for us, but I thought that you know Skaggs would keep us in it close. Maybe we pull, push across one run or two runs and have a chance at it. And we pushed across one run, all right. That's that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's hard to hit lefties. You can't expect them to score. Yeah, tell the lefties. Cubs that Skaggs is a lefty. Oh, so some teams can hit lefties yeah. is what you're telling me? Not the Rangers, though. Oh, that's a crazy idea. Okay, another bad pitcher? Um, Robles was, I don't know, I, I probably would say that, that that was all the bad ones because Robles was more in the meh category for me. Um, his results weren't there, and his ERA sucked. But, I mean, he he's a polarizing pitcher because when he's on, he's on, and when he's bad... He just gets hit like crazy, and this is one of those weeks where he just got hit. So I'm going to have him in the mat. Well, he he got a save, right, when Allen was unavailable, I think the Wednesday against Milwaukee. Yeah. And he had he came in in the eighth to pitch against the Cubs in yesterday's game. So that would be Saturday's game. Um, and he ran into some issues, but I think I think he's still one of the better relievers in the pen. And I'm still fine with him in that eighth inning role if you do have Buttry, if you're still using Buttry as the fireman to put out fires. So I think if there is no fire, I'm fine seeing him in the eighth and saving Buttry for whenever there's a major problem in Allen in the ninth. Oh, and you know what? Actually, because 
Robles is more of a meh, but Chris Stratton belongs in the bad, even though. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that. I was going to put it. Back. Yeah, no, you you can't you can't be giving up four walks and in four innings with like five hits. I mean, he's he definitely uh, kept up the tradition of winning in spite of having like a two whip. But that's eventually at some point is going to catch up to him. I mean, like we can't keep watching this day in and day out and expect to win. Yeah, the win and the three eight six ERA are deceiving because he faced twenty two batters and nine of them got on base. He had a four oh nine on base percentage against and still came away. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was the highest on tie the team. with Harvey, yeah. and he still came away not a loser. I mean, he is a lucky sob in my opinion. <laughs> you know who else got lucky last week? I think Maria got a little bit lucky. Nah. He gave up four hits with just 11 batters faced, only one run scored. He he definitely got a little bit lucky. I don't know. That's... Uh, I'm going to put him in the meh, though. I'm not putting him in the meh. I'd put him in the meh as well. I mean, he still made his pitches. He wasn't throwing anything wild. I mean, yeah, he got hit a little bit, but he held down the Ford after Felix Pena was very, very meh as well. And Felix Pena didn't give up any runs, so he looks like a really great pitcher right here, but um, he did not have a solid outing at all. Berea only had to come in in the first place because Pena was so shaky. Yeah. There's only one starter that had it good, and we'll save him. Don't say his name. I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save it. We'll get there. We'll get there soon. Uh, We have a good starter. We have have one good starter. So... Let's finish up Pretty the crazy. There's a couple more guys. Noe, uh, he was probably meh. He wasn't bad. Wasn't. I mean, great. he gave up a he gave up a home run. It was just I mean across two point two innings. That's not bad at all. I mean, I don't think he was that meh. No. Yeah, exactly. But wasn't. And it was in the game we already. I think lost, that one was the Contreras, so. wasn't it? Walk as well. Yeah. Okay. I think did we cover? I think we hit all the pitchers other than the goods. I think. Yeah, everyone else is good. Okay. All right, so let's go back to the batters and talk about the good. So, who wants to start? <laughs> Am I going to have to start liking Tommy Lastella? That's what I got to know. No, I think we should start with Justin Bohr. Cause, <laughs> cause no, let's start amazing. with Tommy Lastella. Okay, fine, fine. We'll save uh, Bohr for last. He had a 500 on base in 15 plate appearances. Wait, how do you do that? Okay, hey. so check this out, Okay. Across 15 plate appearances, he had a 300, 500, 1200 slash. But yeah. my favorite part of it is that his batting average on balls in play was zero. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, zero. <laughs> his only yes. hits were the home runs? That is a ridiculous stat. And he had a oh 26.7% walk rate. So he was on base half the time, but he never had a hit fall in. Without getting <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that's like exactly. 2019 baseball in a nutshell. That is. Manfred yeah, loves is. Tommy LaStella. All right. So <laughs> so he goes in the good category. I don't think he's going to keep it up. Uh, I think you, you had said, Rick, that he was he's used to the pitching in that division. I mean, I said that, but also in last week's podcast, I did predict that he's going to start having some fall in, even though literally zero fell in. Um he literally, yeah so that was a wrong prediction yeah you were you were, you were but i did say that his his uh, hard hit rate was gonna start working out for him and that did so uh, just in the wrong way i thought he was gonna get some hits but i'll take home runs i guess those are some of the most bizarre numbers i've ever seen 
the other crazy thing about him though um his uh oh yeah with i was mentioning this and we can use the segue into somebody else too but outside of center field the only position that we have that's like a top half top half position um is gonna be second base which is something that we couldn't even like like fathom last year because between Tommy Lastella's slugging and his walk rate and David Fletcher's hit tool and his um, defense, we uh, had a 0.4 fan graphs wins above replacement, but for second base. Yeah, that's great. Because David Fletcher was also in the good category. So what you're saying is this platoon is working, even exactly. though I hate it. <laughs> 30 plate appearances of that platoon. And they have an above average average, above average on base percentage and above average slugging for the week. So uh, another we talked about Mike Trout as a bad, but he, he did have six plate appearances last week and he had a 500 average and a six, seven on six, sixty seven on base. I mean, that's yeah, he, just Mike uh, Trout being Mike he increased Trout his much. like two thirds of his slash line, but he also drastically lowered his slugging percentage. So I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> His OPS is still about 1,500, though, so I guess I'll just live with it. Yeah, that's fine. I really hope he comes back soon. Anyway, Justin Bohr, Jeffrey, were you going to talk about him? Yeah, but we got to save him for last. There's still a couple more. Uh, there are, but we can do all the goods. You want to save him for last? Yes. Let's talk about LaCroix's week, then. LaCroix, he continues to put in solid at-bats with a good process, and Although the extra base hits aren't there, I think he's he's lining the ball well, and we're seeing decent results in terms of batting average, which I know is outdated. But I think from the catcher position, considering what we've had from the past few years, I know the defense is a bit lacking, but just the fact that he's not an automatic out is pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I was obviously, I mean, obviously we hope to see some more extra base hits and stuff, but considering what we've seen from him and his line drive approach and his and the fact that he's squaring up the ball and driving up the middle, I mean, his slash line deserves to be higher than it actually is. He is, he is hitting the ball like somebody who... He's hitting the ball like, like David Fletcher, to be honest, and he just doesn't have the results to back it up. But he doesn't strike out too terribly much, and he gets on base a decent amount. And even if his actual weighted runs created plus and other offensive statistics say he's a bad offensive catcher, I haven't really seen that. I've seen him just moving the lineup along and driving in some runs. So I'm not exactly opposed to him on the offensive side. But on the defensive side... (laughs) Well, we kind of always expected he'd be pretty good at offense and defense was going to be a problem. So it's it's good to s- I don't know who predicted him to be good on offense, okay? <laughs> From what I recall, we were supposed to be having one of the worst offensive catchers and defensive catchers in the entire majors. So <laughs> All right. I thought he was always so a bargain. I thought he was expected to be good at <laughs> offense but not defense, but I could be remembering incorrectly. To his credit, though, he did throw out, I think, two runners. But his framing, oh my god, it is such a pain to watch. It's terrible. A pitcher will throw it down the middle and he'll have to reach to grab it. I'm like, how is that possible? 
Who did he throw out? Did they have like pool host speed or? No, it was the strike. It was the strike him out, throw him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Descalso, I think. Speaking of pool house, uh, anybody who's listening, if you if you didn't see the games or watch the way the Cubs shifted on pool house, it was pretty entertaining. They, they basically had five outfielders. And he still hit through it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one time. I mean, but you can play halfway into the outfield and still have You time can to play throw at it, the so wall that's... and throw him out at first. <laughs> Probably true. He might be the first person to get thrown out from the warning track in left field. Ramon Laureano could do it. I guarantee you. Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> you know, I, I, speaking of Luke Rice framing, I wonder it's, if it's just because like it, the contrast as compared to Maldonado's last the last two years, and that got me wondering, you know, what will what will we think the first shortstop that we have after Sid or the first right fielder that we have after Calhoun, like. What is going to happen to our minds when we get an average fielder as opposed to these superstars? And I don't want to think about it. So I guess we have to extend Simmons at this point. I understand where you're coming from, but also I, we should probably just go ahead and get rid of Simmons. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was going to say was... Um, I've never heard that idea before. <laughs> we've had some some mediocre catchers other than Maldonado, though. I mean, we had Brasenio, we had Arcia. They weren't noticeably this bad. That's, that's fair. I mean, it is terrible. I have never seen anything this bad since maybe Ionetta was this bad at, in 2014, but we didn't care about framing back then. It wasn't a concern. Yeah, and it won't be again either when they go to RoboOps. <laughs> <laughs> By then we won't have, we won't even have Luke Roy anymore then. Oh yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> All right, so David Fletcher struck out exactly zero times last week in 15 plate appearances, which Pretty impressive because he still hit 250, 400 on base. I'm liking that. That's great. Yeah. You know, people want him to hit leadoff, but the thing with the contact is that it's most effective when you have runners on base, when you have the runners that you can move over when you don't want to strike out. And I think he'd be better served maybe hitting a little bit higher in the lineup, but I think he should be behind the meat of the order. So behind Trout for the I can't think of anyone else who deserves to be in the meat of the order. Maybe Luke Roy. But, you know, maybe him leadoff is not the best best option considering his he, – he doesn't walk much. He just puts the ball in play. So that's like old school leadoff. But uh, maybe that's someone we want behind Trout instead of in front of him. Well, Calhoun's certainly not doing a good job at leadoff right now. So they got to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're on the right track there. And I think that from what we've seen, Tommy LaStella should probably be leading off. I mean, he's not slow. He has the walk rate for sure. I mean, it's all, it's up there with Trouts. And he doesn't strike out very much. Even when he doesn't hit, even when he doesn't hit, he gets on base half the time. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. We'll see uh, what happens the next next week. And the last good hitter of the week is Justin Bourne. Not the best base runner, though. <laughs> <laughs> he had five hits. In 18 plate appearances, he walked four times. He struck out only four times, and he hit a home run. That was a good what week. Else can ask for? We could also ask for him to kick more balls into the dugout and still get thrown out a second. <laughs> you know, you could you could have him burn hey, a hey, at least hey. burn a challenge from the Cubs. He knew he was out, but stay there. No, I saw this really cool tweet, this really funny tweet that said he's playing the long game. So the next time the Angels have this umpire crew, they'll trust him instinctively. And they'll give him all the calls. I saw that. You sent that to us, and that, that's a fun strategy if yes. it's true. 
it's very genius considering the whole call stance thing still exists and if it's inconclusive the call will stay in in my opinion arguably he probably had the best week of anybody Lestella's week was obviously bolstered by his three home runs in the one series or in his two games alone but Bohr probably had the I mean it was obviously very needed but I mean he walked a lot he hit a lot he had several extra base hits um we saw everything we needed to see from him, including that one crucial play where he um, stopped that hot shot by by Rizzo and it hit Zobrist, and then he dove to first to get him out. I mean, I think Bohr was probably the MVP of the week on the hitting side, but kind of like a low-key one. Obviously, Lestel got all the credit for the three home runs, but I think Bohr was probably the biggest reason for the success this week. Yeah, he was just consistently good. Yep. I think that's what we need from him. Okay. Let's jump to the good pitchers before we expand to the 40-man roster, people. Uh, who do you guys have? Who is your favorite pitcher of the week? I mean, day in and day out watching Trevor Cahill, it's something I never thought I'd say, but it's kind of a joy to watch him. I mean, he's striking batters out. He isn't walking many. He gives up very few runs. And he's giving us a chance to win every single day, um, even in the losses. So, Trevor Cahill, you're my man right now. You know when people were complaining that including he was me the opening day starter, <laughs> including me, Pepperidge, yes, Pepperidge <laughs> Farm, Pepperidge Farms remembers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's been good. He's had three starts and he's pitched six innings in every start. Every single one. Every single one. So he's going to go six innings his next time out with probably somewhere <laughs> in the vicinity of like a three ERA. Yeah, I mean he's reliable. Every single time you when you go out there, you know you're going to get a chance to – if you score like three, four runs, you know you're going to have a legitimate shot of winning. So I like watching Trevor Cahill. He's extremely consistent. It's something we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, that's true. All right, who else do we have? We had the one and only Cody Allen who got three saves on the week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday with Saturdays coming in a multi-inning appearance. Yeah, and credit to – Cody Allen, too, because, I mean, he was in some dire straits in that situation, and it was a multi-inning appearance, and he came through in a big way with those strikeouts. And as debatable as the uh, Schwarber strikeout was, I mean, he Allen was looking really, really good. He was striking everybody out, getting the ground outs every now and then, but, I mean, I was, I was very happy. He faced 14 batters. That's that's pretty impressive for a closer over the week, especially if it's only three point one innings. Yep, definitely. All right, uh, I'm not going to mention. There's a, there's a few more. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> but Rosen is on there. He had two walks, but zero hits and zero runs, two strikeouts over two point one innings. He was good last week. I think you mean that he was less topsoil and more. More bedrock. More bedrock, exactly. He's rarely bedrock these days. He's trying to ruin my prediction that he'll be gone by All Star break. <laughs> I'm. I if he keeps <laughs> if he yeah, keeps well, seven who, weeks like that, it's not going to happen. Who else? Will, who else is going to anchor this amazing major league leading bullpen if not for Cam? Cody Rosen? Allen. <laughs> exactly. You have to remember that we were willing to go ahead and tender Cam Bedrosian. So he will be here for better or worse. Ty Buttry is better than Cam Bedrosian. Not last week. Well, he, he was still good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> because he gave up a hit. 
Uh, no, I would argue he was better. He gave up a hit, no walks. Bedrosian gave up two hit, two walks and no hits. They were about the same yeah. in that sense. But Bedrosian had almost twice the innings pitch, so there and you gave, go. And put twice as many base runners on. But what about his slugging against, huh? Oh, Let's call them even, <laughs> no? Let's call them even. <laughs> can't, can't allow a slugging percentage exactly. if you walk everyone. That's next level pitching, yes. Next level pitching. I think Bedrosian's playing the long game because here's the thing, okay? He trusts Lucroy's arm to throw out the guy on base when he walks them. It's all part of their strategy. You're not thinking about this in the long run, Jessica. <laughs> I think I think we have multiple players playing the long run. I think we have multiple. Who who knows if Trout's even injured? Maybe he's just taking it easy so we can be gearing up for the long. He's playoff. getting the confidence of all the other players up so they can win without him. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another surprisingly good pitcher last week. Uh, the 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 guy we gave up for him hasn't been doing so well, um, I believe, in Philly, right? Who? Uh, Lu- uh, Luis Garcia we got from the Phillies. Oh, we got him from the Phillies? For El- Yeah, that's where he came from. Wasn't he? Wasn't he the guy that we got for Alvarez? Yeah, yeah, yeah for Alvarez. And Alvarez has been terrible so far. Well, Garcia was really good this past week, and I know I was critical of him last week, but this past week he he was throwing fire. I don't I don't have anything bad to say about this week. All right, one last pitcher, and then we'll jump into the forty man guys. Uh, Jake Jewell's back, and he was good. And I didn't even know he was back until I watched him pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great to see him back because I hate those stories. Like he finally got his big league debut. And then he gets hurt, and then he's done. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah, it's not even like he blew out his arm or anything throwing a pitch. It was just the her- weird, horrific freak accident yeah. with the spike right. at home plate. And that's that's just something that, you know, it could happen to anyone, but also you don't want it to happen to anyone, but you realize that it does happen, and you hope those people... Yeah, and the blowing it. out the arm will happen this year or next year. <laughs> I mean, he is an angel, after all. <laughs> oh, right, because he, ha- he hasn't accomplished that yet, so, so it'll happen. Jewel is a guy I keep I keep consistently uh, taking the wait and see approach with because I know about the injuries and stuff and and I'm I'm always concerned about him but I mean if he can keep up keep pitching like he did this past week I'll be more than happy to have him on the roster. All right, we're gonna do the forty man roster guys a little different this week. I'm just gonna give you stats and not say who they are and then I'll tell you who they are. All right, so the week started on. April 8th. So here we have, oh, this person had, was two for seven with two RBIs and a home run and four strikeouts, zero walks. Renifo? Good or bad? You want us to guess? Yeah. Well, no, I want you to say good, bad, or meh without me telling you who they are. (laughs) Uh, What's the slash line? Uh, I don't have the slash line up because the minor league guys, it's more difficult to pull that based on the last week. But two for, he was two for seven with two RBIs and a home run. Uh, meh. We'll just go off that data. Meh? I'd give it meh. Yeah. It was Jose Barcino. That's fair. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I would give him meh. Four strikeouts, too. That was, yeah. That's like a 50% strikeout rate, though. So that's not good. But I'd give him a meh. That's fair. All right. Fair. This one's going to be hard. Oh, this one's going to be easy. All right, I got to add up the at-bats, though, because there were 4, 8, 12, 23 at-bats and one hit. Two, uh, I looked at the wrong column. 
Six hits and 22 at-bats. One walk. Six hits and 22 at-bats? Seven strikeouts. Ooh, that's pretty... Sounds pretty mad to me. All singles. That's that's uh, Rahul, and you are going to be disappointed. I mean, because that was Lewis. I, my, my heart is breaking right now, but I mean, he needs to he needs to start getting some more <laughs> hits again, like he did last year. Yeah, in ten games, he has twelve strikeouts, that's and he's pathetic. hitting two thirty three. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> we have a new category. <laughs> pathetic. Um, Jose Suarez is on the forty-man uh, uh, roster, but he is isn't he injured? Pitched. I think he's on the IL. Is he? He's injured. I think he's probably got. Did he have Tommy John? I don't know. He's probably hurt. <laughs> okay, we'll we just assume every single time. Just, let's just assume. Um, Dylan Peters did not pitch last week, so we're going to skip him. So he's also injured. Okay. Yes. He, he's uh, It doesn't say that he's injured, but he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, oh, this is not, oh, he pitched. All right. Here's a pitcher. Four innings pitched, two hits, zero runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. That's good. Jared Walsh. Yeah. That was Louis Madero. (laughs) No, I said Jared Jared Walsh. Walsh. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's a good guess. Louis Madero. Did, did, uh, did Anderson and Bard pitch at all in the minors? Anderson is in the bat. I already know for a fact. What does that mean? We're we're gonna we're uh let me tell you because I, I think one of them one of them did yes because I'm I'm trying to think like if we they we sent him down because his workload was too much at the majors then shouldn't he not be pitching that much in the minors like on principle that, well or, yeah we'll get to that in a second here but I'm gonna wrap uh, up Jeffrey stop you stop making sense okay stop making sense <laughs> I, I'm gonna get to that yeah Luis Madero. Uh, he's been great this year. He has a 143 average against eight innings, four hits, five walks, zero runs. It's pretty good. 11 strikeouts. We praised him last week too, and he's he keeps killing it. Yep. Uh, we have another one, another pitcher. Just two innings pitched, one hit, one run, one walk, one strikeout. Who? John Curtis. Who? John Curtis. <laughs> I give that. <laughs> It's kind of fun. He's only 26 years old, but his picture, he looks like he's like 34. I bet you, I bet you 10 bucks. You could spoonerize half these names and we'll just be like, Oh, that's cool. We wouldn't even know the difference. <laughs> Where did we get John Curtis from? I don't know. We, we traded shortstop Daniel Ozaria to the twins. Oh no. For John Curtis I love that guy. On January 15th. You mean, you mean, you mean you annual Dozeria? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, was this, was this for international? No, wait, never mind. Ignore. I will ignore. I'm going to look him up and get back to you in a second here. I can't believe um, we gave up that Franiel Mozabia for, for John Curtis. He is. Oh, he's an 18 year old shortstop. Uh, he's playing nice. for the GCL twins. Is that what's the GCL? That's probably Golf. like the piece. I mean, that's probably no, the Gulf coast league. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I think he's like five, ball. nine and 135 pounds. That's like wow. half of me. Right. <laughs> okay, so next next player on the 40-man roster. He pitched twice last week, two innings. Wait, three hits, wait, 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 one wait, wait, run, wait, wait. Pause, one I'm sorry. Madero's on the 40-man roster? Yeah. Why? They had to protect him real Oh, five. okay, okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah, because yeah, he, he definitely would have picked up. Okay, I get it. Yeah, 
I'll bet he'll be in double A before long. Okay, so what were those lines again? All right, so, oh, two saves. I missed the saves. Two appearances, two saves, two innings pitched, three hits, one run, one walk, two strikeouts. I mean, the saves kind of give it away. Yeah, yeah just a little do bit. They? <laughs> it's going to be Rhodes, right? No, Taylor what? Cole. <laughs> that doesn't give it away. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> You're trying to trick me. <laughs> oh, wait, he's... He's the closer in uh, AAA? No, Rhodes is. That's what I was saying. The saves gave it away, and then she, like, tricked me. Well, oh. that's... I didn't trick you. This is. I'm just giving you the numbers. I don't think Rhodes is on the roster. Rhodes has zero saves this year in four games. What is going on? He's not so on I the 40 man, I have so yeah. turned around now. I do my best to confuse you. <laughs> All right, our next one is so that was good. He was two for two in saves, right? Yes. Uh, oh, the next one I have to skip. Jaime Berea didn't pitch at all last week. In AAA, in, yeah. In AAA, yeah. He obviously pitched. We talked. We covered him, but uh, this pitcher had one point one innings, one appearance, one hit, two runs, two walks, and a strikeout. That's Justin Anderson. And it wasn't good. Is yeah, Sacramento a good team? I don't know. That's who he pitched against. It's Triple A. I mean, they're all high offense teams. So, but he was in Salt Lake. So, that's Oakland, right? Sacramento. I have no idea. Uh, I think so, but they were at home, and Salt Lake is obviously a very hitter friendly ballpark. So, that was the last one. Last week, you got mad at me because I skipped Matt Dice. He's not on the forty man roster. I didn't get mad this know. time. I remembered. <laughs> oh, Rick. Silly Rick. You remembered this time. All right. So that is the wrap up. Unless anybody else has comments on our performances last week. I will say one thing. We were four and one, which surprised all of us. Yeah. Nobody guessed that. Hang on. Before uh, to answer your question earlier. Well, I wasn't here. So obviously I would have guessed that. <laughs> obviously. To answer your question earlier, though, uh, uh, the Sacramento River Cats is San Francisco. Okay. Oh, okay. No, and they have Pat Vendetti. Nice. Oh, that guy's still around. All right. <laughs> he still exists. <laughs> the amphibious <laughs> pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best news story ever. No, but yeah, no, but like you said though, with uh, the with the uh, record and everything, I mean, we were guessing two and four pretty much across the board, and. We definitely did not do that. <laughs> it was a lot better. We sure didn't. I don't think anybody, people, yeah. people in Vegas probably lost money on the Brewers games. I think it would have been impossible to guess our record in the five games, considering we were all guessing for six games. Well, that that's as what, well. That's what I think. <laughs> Fine. Stop making sense. And just. Just to mention a couple other people on the AAA Bs, um, Jared Walsh, I saw he had a couple strikeouts today, and he had a home run the day before that. So that was pretty impressive. Actually, he, he both hit and pitched today. So that was cool. Yeah, that's and, great that he did both. Yeah, that's cool. And then also, um, Jose Rojas, I mean, he's he's lighting up AAA. He's like our, one of only two really good hitters on the team for the bees right now other than tovar 
which is still genuinely a shock. I mean, none of us expected that in spring, but uh, not at all. I mean, Rojas at least has the uh, the history of it, but I mean, we might see Rojas coming up and relieving Cozart sooner than we think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. He's been good. All right, so let's let's talk about next week. We have a full slate every day. The Angels play every day next allegedly. week. Yeah, uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Th- allegedly. Three in Texas, four at home against Seattle. I think I was checking, I was checking the rain forecast and uh, the weather forecast, and it might rain Wednesday in Arlington, so no guarantees. Right, but if you're – and maybe maybe Rick can speak to this, but in the, in the Midwest and the South, they get rain all the time. But it can come and go. You can get a storm, and then an hour later, it can be sunny, right? Um, that's exactly right. Uh, just the other, just like what was it yesterday? We had a downpour, which turned into hail, which turned into a sunny day. Like literally, I'm not even joking. Like 30 minutes later, so <laughs> yeah, that's literally that's literally Texas for you. So, so first tomorrow, uh, every it's Jackie Robinson Day, so everybody's gonna be. I love I love Jackie Robinson Day because I can never tell what player is which. It's great. The announcers are great too because they're like, "That is Martin Maldonado." No way to Albert Pujols. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're the same speed, right? <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. It's hard. It's tough. They gotta they gotta have a rough time on that day because you you have to really know by how they look. <laughs> <laughs> or what position they're playing? Yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about this Ranger series. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, by the way, every game is at five o five p.m. Pacific time. I'm um not. Th- so the first three games against Texas, and who is it after that? You said Seattle. Seattle for four. And Seattle's at home, though. Yes. Yeah, we're at home for that. I'm gonna predict. Okay, I'm gonna go on the, the more positive side this time because I've been very wrong the past couple times. I'm. But before you do that, do you want to know who they're facing? No, I want to predict Rangers? first and then know. That's how wrong I am. Okay, I'm gonna say five and two <laughs> okay. this time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I think five and two is fair. I think we lose Tuesday because we're facing Mike Miner, and he's a that's lefty. an easy loss right there. And Harvey's pitching, so <laughs> honestly, just just pile on. <laughs> Yeah, we have better things to do with our time. That so it's it's actually good that uh, Cahill got delayed, so we can have a win winnable game to, uh, on Monday, and then Tuesday we can just go to sleep early, and then Wednesday we can win again. Yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna go three and three. I don't think that the Angels can win more than one. From the, the Mariners are good right now. We're gonna They're play so stick. We're gonna they win are. three times, lose three times, and play seven times. That's a bold prediction for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, I'm going four and three. <laughs> i'm gonna say we're gonna split the mariner series and win two out of three against the rangers that's what my realistic guess would have been but like i said i'm going a little more positive this time so i I would have guessed four and three but i'm gonna say five and two because we've been pulling out some crazy unexpected wins right and and that's why i went four and three because i think three and four is a possibility because let i think against the rangers we're gonna beat shelby miller we did last uh, time. We're going to probably beat Lance Lynn. We're going to get our ass handed to us by Mike Miner. And then splitting the series against the Mariners is going to be tough because that team is still hitting home runs, and we have a lot of pitchers who give up home runs. I don't know. Their last three games, they've looked like... <laughs> 
right. I mean, they they lost. They they got swept by a lowly Astros team. Okay, let's be real here. Real lowly. A lowly Astros. Astros are just finally coming around. They just yeah, just uh, they just came around to nine consecutive wins. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think based off the way they're lined up right now, uh, it's probably going to be. Felix Hernandez on Thursday, so that's that's winnable as long as we don't do as badly as we did la- the first time against him. We're going to own him this time because we should have last time. I don't know. Felix has been, I mean, in his last start too, he was not bad at all. I mean, he's looking, he's not looking like he once was, of course, but he's definitely looking better than we've seen in the past couple of years. Yeah. Right, who else? Uh, Marco Gonzalez. So it's a loss, yeah. And then we we get our we get our first look at Kikuchi, so that's probably a loss because he's a lefty. Yeah. Uh, Is that still for certain though? Because he's day to day. Who Kikuchi? Yeah. Is he Angels day to day or Mariners day to day? Because there's a difference. Oh, he's supposed to pitch. He's supposed to pitch Monday, so I assume that lines him up for Saturday very nicely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then Mike Leak on Sunday, so we can beat him. I'm going three and four now. I'm changing it. Yeah, I just realized we faced three lefties this week, so now I'm hard. really now I'm really set on five and two. Okay, because you guys are changing it and getting really depressed. I'm gonna say five and two this time. It's amazing that you are the voice of optimism in this podcast today. <laughs> I think I think five and two is good. Historically, I was the face of optimism. It's just this year that has me down. So I think that wraps up our preview for next week. Do you guys have anything you want to cover before we wrap up this uh, edition of the podcast? Yes. Oh. I think we're good. Well, I have another thing. I just want to ask, because um, I, I know I mentioned it earlier today, but uh, what is up with all of these four-game sets? Like, I was looking through the upcoming calendar, and I was like, what the heck is going on? I, I don't know. I saw that question. There are a lot of them. I'm not sure why they did that this year. Yeah, it's just unusual. But, yeah, we're good to go for now. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.